Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to the Hits or Fireplaces and Outdoor Solutions uh, Radio Sports Weekly. And uh, we have a great night ahead of us tonight with our special guests being a group of officials um, from the Burn area. And uh, so we're looking forward to hearing some stories and getting some inside information on what kind of happens between the lines um, on Friday nights and in other sports that they officiate. And uh, so we're looking forward to that coming up later in the show. Um, But here first, uh, we're going to take a break and um, have a commercial. We'll be back with our Adams Woodcrest Week in Review. Did you see that football game this weekend? It's hard to believe football season is well underway. You know what that means, don't you? Cold weather is around the corner. Don't wait for winter to hit. Rather call the fireplace and heating stove guys today. Hitzer's team is in mid-season form. Sales on new gas fireplace and Hitzer stoves are happening now. Don't wait another season. Tackle old man winter with a new Hitzer stove or gas fireplace. Stop by our showroom and burn, see pictures of recent installs on our Facebook page, or visit us online at www.hitzer.com. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See Mark, Toby, or me, Barb, at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn, and North 13th Street in Decatur. When the unexpected happens, the doctors and nurses of Adams Memorial's emergency room stand ready to serve you with trusted evaluation, diagnosis, and treatment of a full range of medical emergencies. Adams Memorial is equipped to make your visit to the ER a little less painful with short wait times, bedside registration, and staff to handle major emergencies specializing in chest pain, stroke, and trauma care. The emergency department of Adams Memorial Hospital is there for you when the unexpected happens. Exceptional care, close to you. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. And good evening and welcome back to the Hits or Fireplaces and Outdoor Patio Solutions Sports Weekly uh, Hitzer's been our premier sponsor for the last 20 years. Also, Mind's Eye Graphics has been a contributing sponsor. And uh, looking back at the Adams Woodcrest Week in Review, uh, it was volleyball on Thursday, October 10th, 3 to Columbia City 0. It was Huntington North 3 to 1 over Norwell. Friday, October 11th, and football action in the ACAC, it was Adams Central 33 over Bluffton 7. It was Heritage 21 uh, against Southern Wells with the win, scoring 38 points. It was uh, LaPel 28 over Jay County with 6. It was South Adams 15 over Woodland with 0, and that's the ACAC champs. First time since 1993. Congratulations to the South Adams Starfires. And in the NE8, uh, Columbia City over Leo 29-14. to 
Decal beat Belmont 56 to zero, and Norwell was over Huntington North 43 to 14. And New Haven, I'm, I bet I have this wrong, but I have New Haven 56, East Noble 8, and I believe it should be switched around. And the guys in the room, the offici- officials here are nodding yes. In, in the SAC, it was uh, Carroll 16, Concordia 0, Bishop Dwinger 14, Snyder 7, uh, Northside 29, Northrop 10, and then it was Bishop Lures 30, Southside 12. Bishop Lures getting their second win of the season. And Homestead uh, 24 to 0 over Wayne. And Saturday, October 12th, in the Boys and Girls Cross Country uh, sectional that took place at Belmont, the Belmont Braves were the boys' champion and also uh, finishing in first place in the boys' race was Belmont with. Uh, and actually, they were in the top three. It was Jordan Garlinger, Isaac Fueling, Kyle Lawson. And then Clancy McIntyre was fourth. And then rounding out the top five was Belmont with Dion Geis. And team results for the boys was Belmont was first, New Haven second, Norwell third, South Adams fourth, and Fort Wayne Southside was fifth. And the girls... Uh, meet it was Norwell winning the girls sectional title Bishop Lures finishing second South Adams third and fourth was Fort Wayne Southside and fifth was Woodland and so the top five teams move on the regional which takes place at Indiana Wesleyan and Marion this Saturday at 1030 and also moving on individually was Marissa Vandeweg from Adam Central and this was the fourth year in a row for Belmont Braves to win the sectional. Congrats to them. Also Saturday, um, girls soccer, South Adams got beat by Blackhawk Christian 2-0 in the sectional final. And Belmont Squaws beat Marion 4-0, claiming the sectional championship. Congrats to them as well. So Belmont having some hardware at their school this week. And... Then this coming, uh, that's really, I guess, our Adams Woodcrest Week in Review. Um, as the season is are changing outside, so are our sports schedules. And uh, we continue to move on into playoff action. And uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with the Adams Memorial Hospital Week in Preview. Do you know all of the services available at Decatur Hardware and Rental? We cut keys, ship UPS packages, color match paint, test pool water, cut and thread pipe, cut glass, replace window screens, rent U-Haul trucks and trailers, and fill propane tanks. We're here to help you with your home repair and improvement projects. In our rental department with lawn and garden, paints and stains, hand tools, fasteners, plumbing, and electrical supplies. Your local hardware store since 1972. Located across from Bungie, Decatur Hardware and Rental. Do it best. Did you see that football game this weekend? It's hard to believe football season is well underway. You know what that means, don't you? Cold weather is around the corner. Don't wait for winter to hit. Rather call the fireplace and heating stove guys today. Hitzer's team is in mid-season form. Sales on new gas fireplace and Hitzer stoves are happening now. Don't wait another season. Tackle old man winter with a new Hitzer stove or gas fireplace. Stop by our showroom and burn, see pictures of recent installs on our Facebook page, or visit us online at www.hitzer.com.
It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. We're here at Craigville Appliance. If your lawnmower isn't cutting it, come into Craigville Appliance. Check out the Ferris Zero Turn Lawnmowers with four-wheel independent suspension. Best in the business. Come into Craigville Appliance. Also, check out our Husqvarna line. We've got zero turns and handheld equipment in stock ready for pickup. If you need help with those weeds or you need to clean out that garage, come into Craigville Appliance, get a string trimmer or a leaf blower. Come into Craigville Appliance, check us out on the web, cappliance.com. That's C as in cat, appliance.com. Welcome back to the Hitzer Fireplaces and Outdoor Patio Solutions Sports Weekly. And uh, we have here the Adams Memorial Hospital Week in Preview. And uh, starting out, um, we have volleyball. It's going to sectional that's taking place. There are a few games tonight in um, the 2A Bluffton Sectional 38. Uh, tonight is Wabash versus Manchester. Thursday night, Adams Central versus Bluffton at 6 p.m. And. Um, at 7 p.m. on Thursday night, it's Wisco, Whitco versus South Adams. And that winner, the winner of those two games will play each other um, on Saturday. That will be during the day. And then they will play the winner of Fort Wayne Canterbury in either Wabash or Manchester at 7 p.m. on Saturday night. In Class 3A sectional taking place at Belmont, um, it is uh, Thursday night. Belmont takes on Norwell at 6 p.m. And then Jay County takes on Muncie Burris. And Heritage and Delta are awaiting for Saturday play. Again, the final there is going to be uh, Saturday at 7 p.m. In football, on Friday night, October 18th in the NE8, it is Belmont at East Noble, Huntington North at New Haven, Leo at DeKalb, Norwell at Columbia City. And I look at these matchups, and and I think maybe DeKalb and Leo could be a close one. Uh, Norwell and Columbia City could also be a close one. It'll be interesting and uh, to see what happens. And uh, Belmont um, has a f- tough competition against East Noble on the road, looking for their first win of the year. In the Summit Athletic Conference, it is Bishop Dwenger at Northrop. Northside at Concordia, Snyder at Bishop Lewers, Southside at Homestead, and Wayne at Carroll. And in the ACAC, finishing out the year, the last regular season game is Bluffton heads up to Lakeland, Heritage at Jay County, the Battle of the Patriots, Southern Wells at South Adams, and Woodland at Adams Central. And as we look at, you know, looking ahead, uh, the sectional draw was this past Sunday. And in sectional 35, which is class 2A, Bluffton is going to play Fairfield in the opening round game. And in sectional 27, it's Belmont versus Norwell. So, you know, 224 rivalry there. And I believe Norwell is going to be the host of that game. And they'll play the winner of 
that Belmont versus Norma will play the winner of Fort Wayne Concordia and McConaughey. And in Class 1A, in Sectional 43, South Adams heads to Tri-Central. And they will, the winner of that game will play the winner of Southern Walls versus Monroe Central. In Sectional 44, really, uh, as you look at the sectionals around the area for Class 1A, looks like it could be one of the toughest. Uh, and right off the bat, Southwood and Cherubusco have to play each other. And then uh, Adam Central drew Caston. Adam Central will play at home 7 p.m. on October 25th. And so that's just a little bit about um, football sectional. And hopefully next week uh, when Randy's back, hopefully he'll be back. He's out of the hospital today, which is great news. And hopefully he'll be on the show uh, next week. Shout out to Randy. I'm glad that you're feeling better. I know he's listening at home and that uh, he'll be able to join us next week. Um, next up is our Decatur Hardware and Rental Outstanding Performer of the Week. And I think it's easy to say that those that won sectional titles are our Outstanding Performers of the Week. First, fourth, fourth time sectional champions, the Belmont Braves cross country team, uh, won the sectional for the fourth time in a row. Congrats to them. Also having three out of the top four finishers as well. And then also the Belmont Squaws soccer team. And so uh, congrats to both of those teams. And uh, and I'm getting a correction from Ted Beitler that is four out of the top five. So thank you, Ted. And uh, I want to make sure I say this or my producer will remind me again that, uh, and we appreciate all of Steve's hard work, and that the our wor- my words and those of our guests are those are opinions of our own and do not reflect the station WZBD or its employees and uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with our special guest the Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center special guest which I have three officials in the room tonight and we're looking forward to the conversation coming up even though we print worldwide we are most proud of you our friends neighbors and associates that make Mind's Eye Graphics a world leader in screen printing and embroidery Hi, this is Greg Kitson, and on behalf of our staff and myself, I want to say thank you for making Decatur and Adams County a great community to live and work. Please think of us at Mind's Eye, 1019 West Commerce Drive, for all your screen printing and embroidery needs. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Did you see that football game this weekend? It's hard to believe football season is well underway. You know what that means, don't you? Cold weather is around the corner. Don't wait for winter to hit. Rather call the fireplace and heating stove guys today. Hitzer's team is in mid-season form. Sales on new gas fireplace and Hitzer stoves are happening now. Don't wait another season. Tackle old man winter with a new Hitzer stove or gas fireplace. Stop by our showroom and burn, see pictures of recent installs on our Facebook page, or visit us online at www.hitzer.com. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. We're here at Craigville Appliance. You have to hear this. Speed Queen, the industry's leader of quality washers and dryers, introduced the deal of the decade. 
If you purchase and have installed a matching washer and dryer before September 30th, 2019, you'll receive a decade-long warranty, parts and labor, in-home service. That's 10 years peace of mind. Come in and pick out your set and get on a schedule. Don't delay. We have 12-month financing available. Come in for details or check us out on the web at cappliance.com. That's season cat, meow, appliance.com. And welcome back to Hits or Fireplaces and Outdoor Patio Sports Weekly. And we're joined here with our Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center special guests. And we have three officials from the burn area with us tonight. And uh, been looking forward to this for a few weeks. Um, you know, it's rare that you get a chance to sit down and talk to not, not only one, but three officials. And so... I appreciate them coming tonight, and uh, so we're going to allow them to introduce themselves and get to know a little bit about them and ask them some questions. My name is Tom Fox. I'm in my 27th year of varsity football officiating, my 20th year of uh, Division three college football officiating, and during those approximately 30 years, I've also been on the basketball court, uh, making up to varsity, but now I'm on the downward side of my career and <laughs> doing mostly lower level. So, Tom, hold on a second. We also, typically the kids are on this, and so we have them give their parents' names. So to keep in that tradition, and it may help some of our listeners to place, you know, place where you're at, if you will, in a small town like this, just give, you can give us our, your parents' name. My parents are Ed and Joyce Fox. I'm, okay. I'm married to the lovely Kathy Reinhardt Fox, and I have two children. Uh, there we Matthew, go. Matthew Fox and Emily Fox, and Emily is getting married Saturday so we wish Emily and her fiance Tim all the best. Congrats! So no officiating Saturday. No officiating Saturday. <laughs> That's good answer. <laughs> Hello, I'm Brian Mosier, and my parents are Jim and Glenn Mosier, and uh, I married a girl from Jay County, uh, Kelly Hauk, and uh, we have three daughters, and they all live around the Indianapolis area: Candace, Brittany, and Andrea. And uh, I started officiating in '96. Uh, varsity level. I was on uh, Dave Cornwell's crew for one year and I liked it so well that I just said I got to get on to a different full-time crew and and I what I need to do so I talked to Ted Byler who I worked at the post office with and uh, we formed the nucleus of five men yeah and we started in 97 and we worked for 20 years as our own crew wow and then uh, uh, we broke up or disbanded and we uh, Ted and I joined another crew the last two years, a man from Austin. His name is Olin Roberts, and we did that. So uh, now this year uh, I'm just kind of filling in and, and uh, waiting by the phone, but I have gotten seven out of the nine games on Friday night. So, <laughs> so you I guess I'm not really retired, but right? uh, I'm still active. But you haven't spent much time on the sofa on a, on a Friday night. No, no. <laughs> but uh, I got started officiating a long time ago, uh, the fifth and sixth grade peewee team out here at South Adams needed some officials and uh, I got roped into it and boy I tell you what I just fell in love with it right away and and uh, I talked to my friend uh, um, Daryl Sherling he was in the Big Ten at the time he married uh, Eddie and Helen Sprunger's daughter Candy okay and uh, got to know uh, Daryl a little bit and he and uh, he gave me some guidelines and what to look for and what to do and then uh, I was holding the chains at the South Adams home football games and uh, one of the officials that night was Brad Groniger, and Brad Groniger was in the Big Ten basketball officiating. Wow. And he was doing the high school game, and I said, hey, Brad, I just said, 
can you give me some information on what I need to do to get my license and whatever? And right. So he came back out out of halftime with the whole <laughs> paperwork, and uh, <laughs> he says, send this in and fill it out, and you're on your own. And so uh, that's our that's my pass. And so awesome. 23 years later, here I am. Yeah, here we are. Good not, uh, Good evening. I'm Ted Beitler, and uh, my parents were, uh, for, unfortunately, uh, Richard and Margaret Beitler here of Bern, and I'm married to uh, Greta Lehman Beitler, and we have three children. We just, uh, just in the last two weeks, welcomed our first grandchild, a daughter, a Con- granddaughter. Congrats, Grandpa. Oh, thank you very much. And I've been officiating for, uh, f- this is my 41st year in officiating. Some would say that's way too many. <laughs> but, uh, hey, um, I started out just in basketball, and then in the mid-'80s I, I got my football license and uh, was, do- was doing uh, junior high and some JV and freshman games. And, and as Brian said, he decided to, uh, that he was all gung-ho about uh, <laughs> getting a varsity crew and, and – uh, I said, "Hey, I'll I'll go along with you. We'll see where it where it goes." And so, we were busy. And Brian kept us our crew busy for for twenty years. We didn't have the only nights off we could get were when our daughters or sons were getting married or or uh, or homecoming queen or uh, candidates. So uh, we had a a nice career in that way. Awesome. Uh- so Ted, we'll start with you, and and this question is: What does it take to become an official? Um, you know, what kind of test do you have to take? Um, the, you know, is there? I'll throw this one out there. This is one thing we hear about: is whether or not officials have good eyesight. I mean, is that a test? I, I doubt that's a test, and I say that facetiously. But uh, two out of the three officials here do have glasses on, so that's one that can't be used. As you know, <laughs> you know something from the stands. But Ted, go ahead and just tell us what that you know. I guess even what your process was like, and even even though it's been a few years, but well, first of all, right now, you for football, you need to be old and fat. So okay, other, other than that, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I've just been gaining weight to try and and try and uh, now that the post the postal route's done, it's. To move up to that, yes, yeah. yes. Well, anyway, you need to uh, contact the IHSAA in writing and let them know that you are would like to have a uh, application to be a, an official. Okay, and uh, they're very willing and ready to 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 welcome you uh, and uh, get you started in that way. And they will supply you with rule books that you need, and then you will take a. A test, and it was it was open book. So they're they're not trying to um, to discourage you right. to, from becoming an official, but they want you to 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 read that rule book to get yourself uh, well informed as far as what the rules are, and to know where to look for the rules when you need an answer, and then and then take that test and and pass it and uh and then you're on your way then after that you have option opportunities through uh associations okay which uh 
around here we have the Northeastern Indiana Athletic Officials Association in Fort Wayne, the Lime City Officials Association in Huntington, and the Mississinawal Valley Association in Gas City. Okay. So those those three are 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 local associations where you can go, and uh, during that sports season or leading up to that sports season, as uh, I think now basketball meetings are st starting to take place now this month, where you go and and uh, and and uh, discuss and talk about the new rules, talk about old rules that need to to be uh, remembered and and how to uh, apply to your to the game and and uh, and also you work on things that have happened, plays that have happened, weird weird things sure. in football that happen, weird formations, weird formations and. Uh, what you do in those situations at our association meetings a lot of times they'll he'll say tom muth a former uh resident of geneva and a lot of you know him as an official he's done state uh high school football games he's, he's the the um the leader of our of the northeastern indiana there in fort wayne and uh he will a lot of times ask who has a weird play or, or something weird that happened Sure. on friday night and we'll talk about it and see if if you guys if we agree that you you called it correctly or incorrectly and 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 where in the rule book it might uh show us how to uh to call it okay interesting uh brian um a question for you um when officiating a game, you know, you're with a crew that you work with a lot. And I guess after the game, do you kind of – is it typical to critique at all what you guys have done? You know, to, I mean, like to talk about the game and even at halftime, you kind of say, well, this is what I see, this is what I – you know, and is that typical or is it um, – what does that look like? You know, as you guys prepare for the game and, you know, and throughout the game and communicating on the field even – yeah, uh, when we get to the site, we have a we try to get there at five thirty, and the game starts at seven. Sure. So we try to get dressed, and then we'll have a pregame meeting, and we'll go over some of those uh, scenarios that might happen, and uh, we maybe uh, have heard about this team likes to throw a lot, this team likes sure. to run a lot, and we'll talk about okay, now if we get inside the ten, you uh, wing officials have the goal line and. And different different places to look on the field, and where to be prepared, and where to be located, so you make the best call. Sure. And then at halftime, we'll review some things that might have, well, you know, that might have been a backwards pass, or or it was if it's sideways, it's still backwards. Yeah. So we'll go back and talk <laughs> about it at halftime, although we can't do anything about it. Sure. If we did mess it up, but we want to get better. We want to sure. do that. We want to get it better for the next time. If everything, it, it ever happens again. Right. And then at, uh, we always want to talk about the coach's demeanor, how they handle in different situations. They, uh, you wing officials, I'm talking about, uh, the head linesman and the line judge, those okay. two guard the sidelines. Sure. And, uh, they're in front of the coach's benches. And, uh, we have to say, Hey, uh, that coach is a little bit too far out in the field. we got to get him back. You know, right. if, what kind of language is he using? Uh, is he directing it toward us? And sure. you might have to curb that out a little bit like that. But right. then after the game, you know, hey, uh, we uh, sure we want to make sure we did everything right. Uh, how about that? What did you think about that? And, and 
I'm pretty fortunate that uh, we got it right the first time, so I'm really yeah. happy about that. So, and probably part of after the game is just talking about some of the neat things you saw from oh, an yeah. athletic from an athletic standpoint. Oh, did you happen to see that guy catch that man? Right. How did he do that? And, right. Oh, it, it, it is mind-boggling how they can get the ball in between the defender's arms and the guy would come down with a, with a catch or yeah. or a guy makes a nice spin move and runs. And, right, because and, uh, you guys have a front row seat. Oh, yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's the best seat in the house to be Right. Yeah. Wow. All right, Tom, question for you. You mentioned that you officiate in high school and collegiately. Um, is it ever a challenge going from one level to the next as far as – just some different rules, and also the speed is probably different. If you want to chat about that for a minute, certainly there are different rules, but the speed is what's most noticeable. And you think about it, in high school, we have 18 year old boys, and right. in college, and we have 22 year old men. Sure. And there's a big difference in just the size, the the power that's in the hits, the speed, and so the game is a lot, lot faster that level. And you think, well, that's Division Three. It can't be right. <laughs> but the Division Three guys are not that much different. Than Division the Division One maybe are a little faster. Sure. Have a little better accuracy in their throws, a little better hands and thing. But there's some kids that are big enough and fast enough to play D one. And Division, your Division Three athletes that you typically you would see on a Saturday uh, would be some of the best players you guys see in Northeast Indiana. You know, well, that level, right? But it's all of them. On, on college level, everybody was a conference. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. The, 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 weak, uh, <laughs> the weak links are no longer a part of it. Right. Yeah. Um, so question, we'll start with Tom, and we'll have all three of you guys answer this in your, in your own way or your own perspective and twist on it. But, you know, talking about being close to the coach and maybe hearing what he says um, or even a player, what does it take um, to get a personal foul for an unsportsmanlike conduct as far as – uh, you know, there's a late hit, of course, and face mask and whatnot. But as far as, you know, an action by a player or a coach, um, what, is, what does that look like? Well, there are certain magic words that I'm not going to say here. <laughs> That's probably appropriate. That will get you a, a flag or a, a technical foul. Uh, and I have two stories. Uh, Go one ahead of, and tell one both. One of them I didn't call technical. I was, I was at, a, at a school near here working a lower-level basketball game, and the coach uh, was screaming at me that I was the worst official he'd ever seen. <laughs> and I said, well, that's a coincidence because you're the worst coach I've ever seen. <laughs> well, that sort of set him off, but we didn't give him a technical thing because I had sort of baited him. Right. <laughs> now, the other side of it is I was at a, uh, a lower-level basketball game, and we had a block charge, which is, of course, a difficult call. Sure. And uh, I had called it against – the visiting team, the visiting team coach who I knew, yeah, uh, sort of stepped out in the court and said, Tom, I want to talk to you. So I came over, and we were, we were standing out in the court a little bit, and he was talking to me, asked me what I saw, pretty much in the way I'm talking now, but he was yeah. waving his hands, and the fans just thought he was giving it to me. And we talked a little bit, and I said, this is what I saw, and he said, okay, Tom, what did you see? And so we went through this dialogue about three or four times. I said, coach, you have to sit down, or I'm going to have to give you a technical. And he goes, Tom, what did you see? And so we started again, <laughs> and then he said again. So I, I gave him the technical, and he said, thank you, and he turned around and went back. So he just wanted a technical to fire his team up. Right, uh, and you probably have seen that So that times. was the most obvious of that. So I'll let some of the other guys okay. tell their stories. Brian? Well, uh, I tell you what, when, when they do a demonstrative move and uh, – 
and uh, get in your face type of thing and, and, and want to show you up, that, 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 that really will break the flag out. Sure. You know, or, or uh, throwing the ball down in, in, in basketball, like spiking the ball. Sure. Or in football, the same thing, you know. You just can't do that. You right. Know, they're, they're, there's guidelines that they know they should not Right. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the bad language is another one. And that, uh, uh, I, I don't have too many really bad stories other than uh, they, they want to get in your face a little bit. But sure. a lot of times uh, I lo- just let them vent. You know, they want to come and, hey, come here. I want to talk to you about this and that. And they, and they want to just show their frustration about something or other. And uh, uh, you give them that little bit of leeway sure. a little bit. So. And it's sometimes better just to not say anything as a response. Is that correct? That's a very good <laughs> answer. <laughs> um, Ted, before you answer, um, would you say that you see more, I guess, player versus player um, kind of, you know, showing off or taunting, I guess is the taunting is the right word. Do you, have you seen more of that in maybe the last five, 10 years than you did prior? I would say yes. I would say there's more, the more that you see on uh, Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, especially on television, the more it's going to take place on Friday night or even during the week. Sure. And uh, just two weeks ago in a game, uh, I, I, called a taunting foul on the on the on a defensive cornerback who who uh <laughs> brian just did the flex for us up in the <laughs> yes. booth here yeah he yeah, uh, stood over the guy that, brian that was what i was thinking of when i was asking you even brian at his at his elderly age is still <laughs> a little more a little more muscular than tom and i so he can flex like that a little more but anyways uh yeah uh and that's that's just uh not going to happen and 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 there's some other times when uh when a receiver will get up and and just let him know that he he got caught that ball and and we and a lot of times like that when it's when it's not the demonstrative way you know i've told him lots of times hey that's not going to happen again or don't let that happen right right we're not going to see that or or the or or you'll see a flag and and uh brian will say uh that before a game when he was of refereeing and he would talk to the captains and you know we want good sportsmanship out here and uh and uh keep that in check or or we'll have to take care of it and if we have to take care of it it's not going to go as well for them as what they were hoping right so and uh but brian doesn't remember Uh, he said no it very seldom happened you know he can't remember when when a coach from uh, <laughs> one of the, let's just say, the most northeasternmost schools in the in the state, <laughs> said, Brian, <laughs> he he wanted his attention and he wanted it now, and uh, so Brian had to come over and try and try and cool down the coach, and that same coach later on, you know, he was uh, one of their players. Um, uh, was right there along the sideline, and 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 he, he dropped the ball right in front of me, and he said one of those words that Tom says you're not gonna, you, sure. you shouldn't say. Right. And my penalty flag came out, and that coach said, he got in his face, says, "I told you guys before, I'm the only one who cusses on this sideline." <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's the problem. They heard we it from the coach. Yeah, we didn't know if that was so good or not, but but yeah. he let them know that was that was uh, <laughs> um, was what we do. But we we're we're fortunate right now in Adams County. Now we haven't I haven't uh, officiated the new uh, with the new Belmont coach uh, sure. Eric Davis, but uh, with Michael Moser and and uh, Grant Moser at South Adams. You know these these two f- coaches are stay very cool, I think, and they are they uh, they they're well behaved, and they ha- they have good staffs, and they and they, right. they and if there's something that happens on the field with one of their players or something, they take care of it, yeah, and uh, they make sure that uh, it doesn't happen again, or if it does happen again, there's definite consequences and we, we appreciate that <laughs> consequences like coming out of the game even That's i would say in those two programs yeah and if not being pulled by the coach before that happens right um so tom we'll start with uh, ted sorry but yeah ted sorry we'll start with you uh with this question in the last few years we've seen rules change or more focus on things and um you guys have probably had some training in that just as far as with concussions um, being a focus point, right, and and for good reason, um, you know, is there certain things you guys are told to look for um, when you see a hard hit or, you know, because it's not always helmet to helmet, you know, in that regard when a concussion happens, but what are some things you guys have been told to look for in that area? Well, one of, one of the things is uh, is leading with the helmet. Okay. And uh, if they lead with the helmet and make contact – First, with the helmet, especially uh, sh- above the shoulders, that, that that's not good. Uh, if even leading with the, for the with the helmet below the shoulders could be uh, given a spearing penalty. Sure. Um, but some of these new rules we, that we watch on television, yeah, and we see the the uh, a defenseless player, the blindside block and you you see it on the tv and then you see it on three replays and you go oh yeah well you missed that right and uh you know sometimes when it happens right in front of you it happens fast right and and it's hard to to uh call it right to see it every time uh, brian um is there something you guys were taught even just to kind of watch and this is i'm sure has happened for a long time if not from when you started but as far as if you see something with a player you have the ability to have them go out of the game is that right i mean if you see them after a hard hit or even just after any hit they don't look like they're acting themselves to hey you need to go to the sideline and get checked out yeah you you uh you kind of look and see if they're going a little bit dazed after they getting hit on the if they get hit in the head, you know, you watch them a little bit and make sure that they, they have uh, good mental fa- uh, faculties around, around them. And then also, uh, you know, uh, well, we got somebody coming in the room. How you doing? Okay. We have to get another chair for this person. So come on in. Uh, We're just talking about the defenses, defenses players getting hit in the head and, and they're getting a little bit woozy. But 
they have uh, they have doctors and and uh, medical staff on the sideline that's really good to check people out like that. And we'll we'll have to say, hey hey, uh, stop the game at number number twenty four. You need to get you need to leave, the, leave sure. the game for right now and get checked out. And then the then the the they have what they call a week a week at exam. Like they have to take a some kind of test and stuff like that to check and get a doctor's approval okay. before they can come back in and play. And yeah, it's a lot different than what it used to be, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, it, it's big. It's big. Yeah, it's yeah. no longer just the, yeah, I feel okay type of yeah, thing. Man, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. And, and you see that at all levels in the NFL, and there was even a <laughs> – there was even a game, I think it was Monday night, where there was a guy <clears throat> who – they called a penalty, and it looked like, <coughs> excuse me, he led with his helmet, and you thought, well, what? it wasn't helmet to helmet. But what it was is he put his helmet right in the sternum of the guy. <laughs> yeah, spearing, and so that they called a flag for that. But, um, Tom, go ahead and, uh, if you could answer for us, just um, what you've seen change over the years with the game of football itself. Um, you know, is it getting more – technical as far as play calling is you know or is the speed changing or the hitting getting harder or softer or what those types of things it's much more wide open much more passing okay uh used to be everybody did the three yards in a cloud of dust and uh we used to start even officials used to start the the line of scrimmage officials started on the on the numbers and now they have us moved back to the sideline because teams are using the whole field. Right. Uh, they're just not running between tackles. Uh, airing the ball out a lot more. You're even seeing that in, in high school and junior high uh, kids try and do it, although not always as successfully as the high school kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll come back with the Graber Insurance Presents the Prognosticator. We're going to have our officials pick some games collegiately we're not going to try any high school games because i'm not sure which ones they're doing and uh, then we'll continue on with some questions we'll be back after this did you see that football game this weekend it's hard to believe football season is well underway you know what that means don't you cold weather is around the corner don't wait for winter to hit rather call the fireplace and heating stove guys today hitzer's team is in mid-season form sales on new gas fireplace and hitzer stoves are happening now don't wait another season Tackle old man winter with a new hitcher stove or gas fireplace. Stop by our showroom and burn, see pictures of recent installs on our Facebook page, or visit us online at www.hitzer.com. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs and they'll be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street, Decatur. Classes on diabetes held at the Strickler Cancer Institute and the Strickler Library focus on carbohydrate counting and dietary management, foot and skin care, exercise, self-monitoring meters, lifestyle hints, drugs and their side effects, and the emotional aspects of having diabetes. Sign up now for the next diabetes education class by calling 724-2145, extension 11107. Again, that extension is 11107. Adams Memorial Hospital. Exceptional care, close to home. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. 
Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. And welcome back to the Hitzer Fireplaces and Outdoor Patio Solutions. We're in our Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center special guest. We have our group of officials, and we have one joining us as well. Uh, Penny, welcome to the show. If you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've officiated in the past. Um, yes, Penny Gay, and um, I've officiated volleyball and softball. Um, started, Got certified when I was in college through a coach, uh, a class that I had at Huntington. Okay. A bunch of us students went over and, and took the test. Was that an accredited, I mean, that was a class that counted for your hours in school? It was part of it, yeah. Yeah, good. Team That's great. Class. Yeah, whoever yeah. wanted to go do that could do okay. that. And um, so, yeah, mostly volleyball and, and some softball. But I've been doing a lot of coaching, so those have been limited. And as I get less coaching, I can do more officiating. So you do typically, you officiate in the fall and the spring and coach in the winter with coaching basketball right and that's slowly <laughs> changing as i'm getting okay. older you let these younger coaches come up and i've been coaching softball a lot too, okay so so question for you in softball what's it like to call balls and strikes and how how is that taught i mean i imagine there's like kind of a you know a, a zone that you go th go with but it changes with each batter i Right. presume right definitely. so if you could talk about that a little bit because that's always one that's kind of um i guess with any type of refereeing umpiring it's can be suggestive some stuff's more clear sure right yeah. <laughs> but when it's you call in balls and strikes mm -hmm. i mean that can yeah, yeah so tell us a little like bit about that the knees to the numbers and okay trying behind the catcher of even if i have to have my hands the width of the plate and if it's you know in between my hands then okay we've, we've got that strike zone Okay. Um, yeah, you know, the faster the kids pitch, though, the the tougher it gets. And you're usually a little higher than the catcher. Right, right. Yeah. So you get that view, and, and you're right, it, it changes each batter. and. You're. I mean, so you always have to be ready uh, in just your thought process of changing it up and also uh, in softball or baseball with there's two umpires the one behind the plate's definitely going to get to more critique from the fans oh definitely right definitely because yeah. you're right there with them too right yeah and there's way, yeah. there's no di there you know there's no there's very little separation unlike a football field where there's a you might the, the officials might hear but they maybe can't pick out the person in the crowd but and maybe they can but, right and uh, even with volleyball last night i was um a line judge at Bluffton for the sectional game okay. and just being on the sideline with the teams right. or the sideline where the fans are could be a little bit different too of what you're here and then right shouldn't affect you though right because coaches also give their input as well don't they oh yeah they yeah they like to help you they want to help and they're closer to you sure and i've done that when i've coached too i, yeah. I can help you out right yeah. they're just yeah. trying to help and that's yeah. a good way to look at it and um you know in football those people that are on the line judges definitely <laughs> are a lot closer than anyone else right and uh but i don't think they get paid anymore unfortunately um <laughs> now is pe penny uh, in and umpiring is it does it pay better to be behind the plate versus in the field no it pays no, the same the same yep okay because right. i would think it'd be harder work you know behind the plate than in the right. field and when you arrive at a school you 
you between the two of you determine who's going to do what that particular okay. night. So the school doesn't know. And you typically do you typically work with the same umpire or is that very No, you could just yeah, you can travel. So so depending on who it is might right. depend on where you're gonna be behind the plate right. or on the field. Okay, interesting. Um well we're gonna uh, coming up here is the Graber Insurance presents a prognosticator, and we're going to pick some games. And Penny, we'll just start with you, and we're just going to pick the World Series. Okay. So we know one team that's in there, the Washington Nationals. I'll pick. Okay. So you're either, I guess there's three teams because the Yankees and um, Astros uh, aren't playing tonight because of rain, but they're you know they're still in their series, and the Astros unfortunately are up two to one, but. Um, Okay. As a Yankees fan. <laughs> but um, And I will add, for those that maybe forgot the last time I told Randy on the air, that the Yankees are looking to make it into the World Series for the first time in this decade, and it will be the first decade. Uh, if they don't make it in, it will be the first decade they have not played in a World Series. Wow. So that's an impressive feat. So we got to keep that going. But, Penny, anyways, who you got for winning the World Series? Well, we have been watching the ball games at home, and my husband lived in Houston for about 10 years. And I've become a Houston sure. fan, so i got to go with Houston. She's going to take the Astros, okay? Ted? Well, first of all, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to just give a shout to, to last night. I did a junior high game at uh, Bluffton with Adam Central's junior high football team. Okay. And Penny's brother, Sam, is the uh, head of the uh, junior high football there. And I want okay. to thank Sam if he's listening to his sister here today, <laughs> tonight, that he uh, – he he's done a good job with them, and and I've seen him uh, grow as a coach throughout the years here, and and it, it it's it's uh, enjoyable to watch him, and uh, and Adam Central fans, they've got an awfully good eighth grade football team down there, and and uh, you're you're going to be you're going to be up and up and up, <laughs> just as you have for every year since I can remember. So it's going to be good. Now, Michael. I have to to say I'm I'm sorry, but um, anybody but the Yankees. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mosier, mailman. Yes, uh, I am the mailman here in Burn. Yep. Uh, um, I'm not really a big baseball fan. So okay. Since that Reds aren't in it, so okay. So I'm going to predict uh, Chicago Bears in the Super Bowl. Okay. Hey, that's there no you go. that's no problem predicting that. Okay. And I'm a Detroit Tiger fan, so I haven't followed baseball since June. Okay. But interesting fact, I heard this on ESPN Radio this morning, that in June, the Nationals and Tigers had the same record. And it's been all downhill from there. Yeah, for the Tigers and all uphill for the Nationals. Um, okay, Tom, we'll uh, start with you with some college football. Northwestern versus Ohio State. I don't know if that's much of a pick, but it's at Northwestern, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, not get in trouble with my uh, overlords at the NCAA and not pick any college games. Good but, good call. But I will uh, have a story for you if you'd Yeah, go ahead. Story. Working a college football game. Coach is in my ear the whole game telling me uh, what a fine job I'm doing. And uh, I'm saying, yes, coach. No, coach. Yes, sir. No, sir. <laughs> and at one point I said, yes, dear. <laughs> and I got real quiet, and I thought, well, maybe he didn't hear me. <laughs> but he stopped in mid-rant uh, and said, did you just call me dear? I said, yes, coach, I did. He goes, you must be married. And he was my best friend the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. Um, Brian, Michigan State versus Penn State um, at Penn State. Well, uh, Penn State 
Penn State looks like the team to beat. So yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, is, there a, is there a point spread on that, do you know? Uh, <laughs> Penn State's minus nine. Penn State minus nine. I yep. think that'd be a good bet. Yep. Same game. Michigan Michigan versus Penn State. Who you got? Michigan State or Michigan, Michigan versus Penn State. Michigan yeah. versus Penn State. Yeah. First time you told him Michigan State. Oh, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Now it's Michigan at Penn He's State. He probably would still pick Penn State. Oh. <laughs> well, if, if it's at uh, State College, it, it's I'd have to – since I'm not up on sports betting, minus nine means – Penn State gets nine points. Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah, to my knowledge, I'm not on sport. Well, I've learned if you're, some if you're from, going from with, friends. If you're going to bet with Penn State getting nine nine points, I would say Penn State. But I think Penn State will probably win the game anyway, just uh, playing at home in front of a lot of uh, rowdy fans there. Okay, Penny. I think I got to go the home team, Penn State, too, because I will rarely cheer for Michigan unless they're playing Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> this is good you know the, our guests here tonight are making <laughs> making their thoughts known in their favorites and uh, dislikes as well um there is no dislike button on facebook um oddly <laughs> enough um you know what looking at the i just scroll down here on the top 25 games and sadly for this, <laughs> this week that's about the as good as they come um as far as close what looks like close games um we could do one or more local Purdue versus Iowa. That's in West Lafayette. That's going to be a noon kickoff, which is actually going to be broadcasted here on WZBD. So, Penny, who you got? Purdue versus Iowa. Wow, I'd like to go with the home state team, but I think Iowa will be too much for them. Okay. Uh, Purdue. I was surprised. I'm a Purdue fan, but I was surprised to how Purdue uh, played against. Um, Maryland yes. last week, even though I don't think Maryland has their best team they've had. But and Purdue has its share of injuries. Yeah, and Purdue, yeah. Yeah, and Purdue has a share of injuries. Iowa's coming off of a playing a couple of uh, big-time teams and struggling, so they, they are probably going to be ready, to, uh, uh, ready for a win. So I'm, I'll probably have to go with Iowa. Sorry, my brother Sam. Well, and they're giving eight, and they're giving Iowa eighteen, so in the spread. So, well, I could I go with the money line and just bet <laughs> Iowa, but uh, eighteen points is that's that's a pretty hard, uh, pretty hard to overcome. But uh, yeah, I still go with Iowa. I okay, think, uh, I think that will be the good pick. Okay, and we're gonna start with last question of the night for our guests. Um, if you have a story you through years of officiating you'd like to share that you shared a story <laughs> but I know you have more and um, or if you want to pass you can pass but uh, you know something that's funny you've seen or experienced throughout your years of officiating that you think the those listening would enjoy well I, th I think um, the one that that uh embarrasses me a little bit is that <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't embarrass me that much but it might embarrass the the coach and and i'm not sure where he's at and uh but uh when galen mcintosh was coaching at uh adam central as a freshman coach okay he had a either a broken bone in his foot or he had foot surgery i, I can't remember but he was on crutches and he did not appreciate the way the game was being officiated on the floor <laughs> and 
I finally, about the middle of the third quarter, maybe towards the end of the third quarter, all of a sudden I looked back and he had thrown his crutch out on the floor. <laughs> like a Bobby Knight chair. Not a chair, no, not a chair. <laughs> he had thrown his crutch out on the floor. Oh, and, uh, you know, that I think that should have been a technical foul right away. And it, it probably was maybe to to my maybe thinking I, I missed a few calls. I picked it up, took it over, and handed it back to him and didn't call anything on him. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's a good story. Penny, no? Okay, others are kind of – Tom, you got anything then? I gave my best material already. So you gave – okay, that's no problem. Um, uh, go ahead. I'd just like to thank Tom and, and uh, Brian for officiating together on a football – field for all the years we worked together we had a lot of good times out there and, uh, and uh, on the way there the way home several times we were we uh, weren't sure where we were at <laughs> you're looking for the football lights right at, at North Miami yeah uh, we we went over to North White for a for a playoff game we weren't sure where to go we stopped at a gas station for maybe for a bathroom break and uh and said something to the to the uh cashier there and said hey that person there would tell you and and uh we talked to the guy out there on the, by the car and he said oh i'm heading that way just follow me and when i get when you get to a certain road i'm turning <laughs> off but just keep going on that road and you'll run into it so I have an official story myself. Well, two actually. So it was senior year of high school, I was a manager for South Adams football team, and um, I wore a polo shirt and black pants just like the coaches did. And it was – I forget who we played, but it was a home game. And the head head re, head referee or umpire, is that correct, with the white hat? Head, Yeah, the, head, the referee, uh, he came up to me and I, talked to me like I was the coach. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'll get you the coach. You mistake. I'm like, how do you mistaken an 18 year old for a head football coach? But that was pretty funny. Another one was in junior high basketball and playing in the Geneva gym. And Jerry Williams was our coach. And he told us before the game, hey, guys, you know, there shouldn't be any problems with officiating. There were two local guys and not in this room <laughs> and uh and we're like okay you know we are he ended up getting a technical foul <laughs> and then i didn't then we didn't know the rule that if you get a technical foul you have to sit down yeah and he was told then that he had to sit down and made him even more mad <laughs> brian you got something yes i i was searching about some kind of story and, and uh, here a long time ago when we first started uh we were we were calling the different athletic directors to get games and things like that. Well, this athletic director called me. He wanted our crew to come and do the game. They go, yeah, we do have an opening that weekend. Uh, yeah, we'll be there and do that game. He goes, oh, who are you? Who is your opponent? He goes, oh, it's South Adams. It was at Win <laughs> it was at uh, um, Winchester. Okay. And I said, oh, we can't do that game. Uh, uh, I have a nephew that plays on the South Adams team at that time, and I sure. said, uh, we, we just we're just too close. He goes. 
Oh, I, I don't think I don't think that will matter to to me as an athletic director. Uh, South Ams is a real good team this year, and, and Winchester a little bit down. I, we just need some officials. <laughs> sure. Okay, so we go work the game. And, hey, how you doing, Coach Beal? How you doing, Coach so- Kirk Sorg? And, how you doing? It's like, everybody knows who we are. Right. Fans, hey, how you doing? And, uh, so, sure enough, the game goes on and goes on, and uh, two guys were continually bumping each other, like, down the field on a punt. And I go, the play's over, the play's over, and they're, they're still at it. They're, st- they're still at it at the line of scrimmage. And uh, I said, well, who, who wants to be the first to be tossed out? Well, hi, Uncle Brian. <laughs> Here was my nephew and some other player from Winchester. I go, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's great. Well, I appreciate all of you guys taking the op to you know the time to come up to be on the show. And our um, Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center special guests have been Penny Gay, Ted Beitler, Brian Mosier, and Tom Fox. And we just appreciate what you guys have done for high school athletics um, and your part in it, and a big part because without officials, wouldn't have a game. And uh, so, good luck to you guys as you. Get your sectional assignments here in the next week or so and uh, move on to the postseason for football. And so thanks a bunch. And uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, Have a great night. At Decatur Hardware and Rental, we have the power tools and equipment to make quick work of summer projects. Spruce up the lawn, use our lawn roller, aerator, fertilizer spreader or sprayer, thatcher and overseeder. For larger products, we run a tractor with backhoe, grader box or tiller, skid loader, stump grinder, post hole augers and trenchers. If it's time to paint the house, we have pressure washers, ladders, scaffolding and paint sprayers. Your local hardware store since 1972, across from Bungie, Decatur Hardware and Rental. Do it best. Did you see that football game this weekend? It's hard to believe football season is well underway. You know what that means, don't you? Cold weather is around the corner. Don't wait for winter to hit. Rather call the fireplace and heating stove guys today. Hitzer's team is in mid-season form. Sales on new gas fireplace and Hitzer stoves are happening now. Don't wait another season. Tackle old man winter with a new Hitzer stove or gas fireplace. Stop by our showroom and burn. See pictures of recent installs on our Facebook page or visit us online at www.hitzer.com. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. 
We're here at Craigville Appliance. If your lawnmower isn't cutting it, come into Craigville Appliance. Check out the Ferris Zero Turn Lawnmowers with four-wheel independent suspension. Best in the business. Come into Craigville Appliance. Also, and check out our Husqvarna line. We've got zero turns and handheld equipment in stock ready for pickup. If you need help with those weeds or you need to clean out that garage, come into Craigville Appliance, get a string trimmer or a leaf blower. Come into Craigville Appliance, check us out on the web, cappliance.com. That's C as in cat, meow, appliance.com. Channel Z, 92.7 FM, is WZBD, Burn, Decatur, and Bluffton.